You are listening to Nerds with Mics. Today's podcast is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a free 30-day premium trial specifically for our listeners at the following URL, GameflyOffer.com slash Nerds with Mics. Today, the nerds are going to be talking about Is Suicide Squad a Flop? Batman's Bugging Out? And the new Samsung Note 7? All this and more. This is Nerds with Mics. Hey everybody! I'm... <laughs> <laughs> he was saving that one. I'm Travis. I'm Justin. Now I'm Maxwell. This is episode 14 of Nerds with Mics, a podcast about movies, TV shows, games, technology, and much more. The Nerds with Mics podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found on nerdswithmics.com. So, what's everybody been up to, Justin? Well, I uh, like I told you I would do. I kept my word. I played the new Batman game but i did not see the movie so i only kept half of my word <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, i did play batman uh realm of shadows i think is what it's called it's pretty good not gonna lie the new uh expansion for rainbow six siege came out so i did try that it's pretty good is it good yeah i also read harry potter oh we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later yeah been pretty busy yeah so what about you maxwell what have you what have you been up uh, to and i'm hoping you have an answer other than work 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 uh, yeah, I was sick, 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 sick. Ooh, not fun. Yeah, like from Thursday up until I'm still kind of like nasally. <laughs> oh, nasally. <laughs> I still got some mucus in my nose. <laughs> uh, so I've been blowing my nose like all day, but I feel a lot better yesterday and today than I have well, since Thursday. Um, well, that's good. Which today being Wednesday, just as a reference, so almost a week. However, because I had a lot of downtime in the house, I picked up one of your favorite shows, Travis, that you talked about <laughs> through most of our first few episodes, uh, Jessica Jones. Oh, yes. Yes. Very good. And how are, are yeah. you? Are, have you finished it yet or where are you at? Uh, still got a couple episodes left. Um, and we'll be talking about that show soon today. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's, I like Jessica Jones for the most part. I thought the villain, the villain in that show was really interesting. It's uh, the villain is different than any villain I've ever really seen. So, uh, yeah. So as far as that, uh, I also picked up sense eight, which is on Netflix. It's a, yeah. in a Netflix original. That show is by the Wachowski twins, the brother and sister. Well, they're, I think they're sister and sister now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're oh. brother and brother, then brother and sister. And I think I think, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I think that's that show is very slow moving, but then they'll throw in like a little bit of action for like five minutes. Is that, Uh, is JJ Abrams part of that show or am I getting that mixed up with something else? He did super eight. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. My bad. Totally, totally different. Yeah. But this one, uh, dude, it's kind of like they just put some scenes in this, like sex scenes just to put them in there. And it didn't really build the story, in my opinion, or the build the characters or anything. And it's just, I don't know. I see some what you of, did there. Some of it's just a little too much. Just but. to put them in there? Double meaning? <laughs> oh, no. Well, uh, <laughs> well, that's good. Well, I've been up to, um, actually, I've been getting back into going to the gym. I've made like a week po- and a half straight. Pokemon gym? No, an actual, oh, okay. an actual gym. And I've been continuing to play disc golf. Um, however, yesterday I picked up my new Xbox One S 2 terabyte edition. Nice. 
and uh, also picked up um, Batman versus Superman uh, in 4K. Uh, and I watched it today while I was preparing for the podcast, uh, which is something that you said you were going to do last week, and you did not watch Batman versus Superman. Uh, I know. And I got to say, um, the added footage, I really felt like, I mean, even though it made the, the movie three hours, I really felt like a lot of that stuff should have been left in. Like, a lot of the stuff made more sense after the stuff that was added in. So, uh, But other than that, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Game-wise, um, I still have not booted up my PlayStation as, uh, as of last week and the week before that and the week before that. Um, however, um, I did sign up for a Gamefly subscription, which is one of our sponsors, yes. yes. Um, so now I'm actually planning on uh, getting more into my Xbox now that I'll be able to get games that I won't have to feel guilty about buying that I may not like, so I'll get to try some stuff out before I buy. So uh, pretty excited about that. So other than that, that's been pretty much it. So, Did uh, you uh, get any games for your Xbox or just... I have the only games I have for my Xbox. I have some digital ones. So I have the two Tomb Raider games. Okay, I have, those are good ones. Yeah, I have Borderlands 1 and 2. Um, and then, or the Handsome Jack collection, I should say. Uh, I also have the Gears of War remake, and then also the Rare Replay. That's a good one. I have that as well. Uh, but I can't start, I can't wait till games that are coming out that are optimized for 4K, because a lot of yeah. them are upscale, but I'm excited for the games coming out that's supposed to take advantage of that, like Forza, and I guess probably the new Madden will, I assume, but you know me, I'm not buying Madden. No. Um, but we have a lot of movie and comic book news today. So, Maxwell, do you want to get us started with some uh, comic book news? You know what? I think I'm going to do that. So, starting off in the comic book world, uh, it's actually based off, uh, or we're looking at a TV show here. So, Jessica Jones, who we were talking about earlier, as I've gotten into it and started looking up uh, some information about season two, uh, and there's no season two until 2018. Yep. So, that's kind of, that's a big gap. Now, the reason being... Uh, I guess the, the, that's also when they're going to pick up Daredevil season three because they have season one and two out now, right? Yes. Uh, which is another show that you are all about. Yes. Je- so, and Justin's, I don't think Justin watched it either. No, I didn't watch it. So the uh, I guess until then, we're going to get Luke Cage, which comes out September 30th of this year. Um, Iron Fist, which I know nothing about, and The Defenders in 2017. Um, Iron Fist and Defenders are 2017. So The Defenders, I believe, is actually all of the above. I think it's definitely Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. And I think, uh, daredevil and then somebody else is like involved in this. So it's kind of like an Avengers setup nice. on a lower scale here. Um, so that could be pretty interesting and would explain why we won't get daredevil or Jessica Jones until the year after. Um, this is only slightly off topic, but did any of you guys happen to catch the trailer for Legion? It's, uh, the upcoming, uh, X-Men show on FX. No, I think you had maybe made mention of it uh, last podcast. Oh, my Just, bad. I forget what I do. No, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't actually go into detail. But okay, you, it was when we were covering some of the Comic Con stuff. Yeah. But do you have some details on that? No, it just looks really good. The more I see that trailer, the more excited I am. And I'm honestly, full disclosure, not really an X Men fan. So is this going to be on TV, or is it going to be a Netflix thing, or what? TV. It? It's on FX. And the only reason I even watched the trailer was because <laughs> here it is again. Noah Hawley, uh, the guy who does Fargo, is actually running the show so i was like i'll check it out trailer was really good cool. what kind of characters are in this uh it's based in the x-men universe and i don't know much about x-men of all the superhero groups they're probably the one i know nothing about but i just know that it's in that world but it's called legion and i think it comes out this fall in fx i will have to watch the trailer that for that after, really good. after this after the show 
after the show. So, uh, speaking of which, let's get this started. Yeah, no, let's I took it from you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you knew where we were going with that. So, uh, Justin, why don't you tell us about uh, some news that we got about one of the things I felt like we've talked about the past several episodes? Yes, it's important. <laughs> Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them stuff. Yes, I am a big Harry Potter nerd. And um, so Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them comes out later this year, November 18th, I believe. You know, it's always been uh, said that it's going to be a trilogy. Well, today, Warner Brothers announced that uh, the sequel will come out on November 16th, 2018. So that's that's pretty awesome. We get a release date before the movie is even out to see how it's even, you know, uh, received critically and uh, by audiences. Obviously, I think it will do well. Do I think it will pull in Harry Potter numbers? Probably not, but I think it'll do pretty well. Yeah. It could. I, that'd be interesting because uh, I'd like to see the numbers based off of uh, The Hobbit versus Lord of the Rings because it came out quite a bit of time after. So if it if the numbers were like some people were expecting it not to do so well but then just killed it because everyone was kind of missing that franchise. Yeah, yeah I loved... Uh... I mean, I love the Hobbit movies, and I love Lord of the Rings. I think I, I think I may have actually enjoyed the Hobbit movies more than Lord of the Rings personally. But yeah, I, I think that would be interesting to see, um, you know, what those numbers would look like as well. So J.K. Rowling is actually she's writing the script to this. So she did, you know, she, obviously she wrote the movies, she created the universe. Uh, she is the screenwriter for this film. Oh, so I think having the author who created everything. Uh, come back and tell the story. I think it's going to help. And then director David Yates, who has been a part of the Harry Potter franchise, I think uh, I think he kind of directed the last few movies. Uh, he's actually coming back to direct it. So you've got a combination of people who know what they're doing with the series. I couldn't feel better about it. And the trailers have shown that's going to be pretty good. Yeah. So more Harry Potter news? Yes. So on uh, July 31st, which if you're a Harry Potter nerd, you know that's Harry Potter's birthday, uh, we were uh, gifted, I guess you could say, uh, the eighth story in the Harry Potter uh, saga, I guess you want to call it. And it's called Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I talked about it briefly last week. Uh, I did kind of nerd out and read the whole thing, which it wasn't that big. That's what she said. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it was actually quite large. No, it was it's a pretty tiny book. But, <laughs> tiny. It, <laughs> but you know, I read it. It was, it was good. I actually wrote a full review on it. If you want to check it out, you can check that out at nerdswithmikes.com. It was good. It was a nice story. Uh, some There were some issues with it, but it, overall it was worth a read. Now, was this a fan-made thing, or did she uh, did J.K. Rowling actually write this? She co-wrote it with some theater guy in London. So, so I, I think he probably had a bigger part in it than she did. You said it was canon, right? Yeah. Oh. Which I'm okay with that, but it does come across. If you read the review, uh, my biggest complaint is it kind of reads like fan fiction. Oh, okay. So it kind of reads like Fifty Shades of Grey. I didn't. No, I didn't say that. So you have read it? No, I didn't say it read like 50 Shades <laughs> no. of Grey. No, I'm saying it doesn't. <laughs> Got him. Oh I only read it because it was on your mom's nightstand and I was born. Oh, no. No. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's uh, get off the mom's subject because I just got off yours. Oh. <laughs> Why do you think I was late, Travis? Oh, no. Oh. This is going downhill fast. We're never going to stop. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So, Maxwell, please try to get us out of this hole, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Well, moms, right? We've all got them. So, uh, more comic book news. Uh, Han Solo comic has a couple issues released already for purchase. Uh, if you guys are into the comic book thing, go pick them up. Give them a little readydo. And then look at 
the artwork of every single uh, frame. I assume he's just realize, lying there with a hole in his chest, right? What? In all the artwork you're talking about? No, I'm kidding. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Look at uh, but one... Here's, so here's the thing. The reason why I want you to look at every artwork and then imagine purchasing the, the full original artwork of every single frame from each page and then owning that original artwork. That's a lot of artwork, right? Yeah, I don't know where I would keep all of that. Well, there's one fan out there that actually did this. And who would be that one Who's fan? Who's that crazy? It's none other than the craziest of the crazies, George Lucas himself. I thought you were going to say George R. <laughs> so that's kind of a big deal. I mean, so you got to think about this is a character from a world that he created. And somebody else has picked up a comic book with his character. George Lucas liked it so much that he bought every frame of art for two complete comics. So here's where I, I'm kind of wondering, is this mean that it's actually really good and we should all pick it up and read it? Or is it just so loaded down with crap <laughs> that that's why George Lucas likes it? I'm going to go for the latter. I don't know. I, what do you think? I think it has something to do maybe a little bit with, uh, with his pride. I mean, it was a character that he came up with, you know what I mean? But I don't know why it would be that specific character as opposed to, you know, it is comic. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Han Solo was his favorite character that he created in the star Wars universe, possibly. I don't know. Or maybe it's now that Han Solo is dead that, <laughs> that he now wants all the Han Solo artwork. Yeah. Or maybe do you think he bought all the artwork so he could go back in and add extra things to it <laughs> and then re-release it? Write his own terrible dialogue on top of it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Add I hate Jar sand. Add to it and, yeah, some poor digital effects. Oh, man. Yeah, that, uh, yeah don't even get me started on that. <laughs> so, well, oh, that's man. really interesting. I mean, I mean, it makes sense why he would do it uh, as opposed to anyone else, but I'm just curious of why, but... Only uh, George Lucas and himself at the at the uh, Skywalker Ranch will ever know. All right. Well, well on on to on to other things. Uh, on to so other things. So you guys, uh, you guys use Amazon, right? Uh, t- more than I care to uh, admit. Every day. Yeah, I know. I need to get subscribed to Prime for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, because I order a ton of stuff, like all the time, and then um, on top of that. There's a couple shows coming out. One, which I already mentioned, was uh, the, the the guys from Top Gear. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Is there more yeah. detail on that? Our, uh, no, probably. I haven't looked it up, and I already forgot the name of the show. However, another one that's coming out that I wanted to bring up is a big deal. Uh, you guys remember the show The Tick? Yeah, Absolutely. With, uh, Patrick Warburton, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's Patrick Warburton, and then there was a cartoon one. Uh, they're bringing back live action again with oh, the man. tick. We need that. <laughs> right. Is that, is that <laughs> sarcasm? Do I hence? I mean, I enjoyed it. That's just of all the shows you bring back, you bring back the tick. I mean, it's the tick. I'm waiting on Lost. All right. <laughs> have, okay. Um, any what well, details do we have? Who's in it? Uh, it's got this new act, or not a new actor, but it's an actor. If you, you guys remember seeing, um, oh damn, what was the name of that show? Or that movie. Um, Spy? Spy, yes. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy. It's because it's in the show notes. How did I not read that? I know. Uh, 
he was Aldo. You guys remember Aldo, the guy that drove drove around the little like Fiat or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. What's that actor's name? I can't remember. I'm John a blank. Uh, according to the notes you put in there, it's Peter Fuck You. But uh, oh, LOL is his last name. I mean, that's like a, a suffix, like a junior. Uh, most people probably know him as Peter Serafinowicz. Yep, you nailed that's it. That's easy to that's say. It. <laughs> that's it. Proper pronunciation. He's had a lot of small roles in a lot of big movies, but one like Aldo. It was a great character. Um, I think it was a big, like, it was a good casting choice based on that actor. Um, but he's going to be the tick, which I, it's kind of interesting because when I think of the tick, I can only think of Patrick Warburton now. Yeah, I know. Warburton. Kind of a bigger, yeah. But it'll be interesting, but that's going to be an Amazon original show. Like, what was um, Patrick Warburton doing where he couldn't come back and do this? Uh, voicing Joe on <laughs> yeah. Family Guy. That's true. Yeah. No, he's got a couple of things going on. No. Usually he's got shows, so. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that was out with him, and it's like, some I can't sit- remember the name of Some sitcom that's out where it's like him and his wife and a family or something. I what? don't know. Yeah. Oh, my so. God. Yeah, who cares? Well, that's what he's up to these days. <laughs> oh, let's talk a little bit about something we all want to talk about. And what was that then? Suicide Squad. <laughs> Mind if I uh, take the lead on this one? Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah, that's. I was. I was. Since my name's next to it. No, I was. I was just setting the stage for you. That's all. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uncomfortable silence. <laughs> yeah. So Suicide Squad is in theaters this Friday or Thursday, uh, really. But uh, they had a world premiere on Monday. Which was February what? First? What? February. <laughs> What's oh, wrong February. with you? <laughs> oh my god. What month are you in, bro? Well, do I live in? <laughs> what wow. year is it? Life August. <laughs> August first. Whatever. Yeah, you were close. So they had a world premiere. Uh, and David Iyer, the director, is on stage, you know, he's saying his thing, you know, like, Oh, thanks for coming, whatever. Some fan is in the audience and yells out, Fuck Marvel. Wow. And he really? goes he goes, Yeah. Fuck Marvel. <laughs> so, so he just repeats it right back out. And then, of course, probably not the best approach because uh, then he had to get on Twitter and apologize for it. Yeah, probably not the uh, best. Idea. And then he said, you know, he was like saying like whatever tip of the hat to the Marvel people. You know, we're all brothers in this. But I don't think that he meant it in a harsh way, like truly screw them. And at the same time, you never really know. And that's why they have to go on and apologize for stuff like this. But at the same time, it's like, imagine being at a Star Wars convention and somebody yells Star Trek. The next person's going to yell, fuck Star Trek. Absolutely. And it's expected and nobody's going to be holding that other person like, oh, are you disrespecting? It's like, no, this is DC versus Marvel. It's all just in fun in the long run. You know, everybody reads both sides it, yeah. for the most you know, it's it's kind of like cons. It's kind of like console wars, really. Like Microsoft people hate Sony people. Sony people hate Microsoft people. Yeah, I mean, it's it's to be expected. Yeah, Apple versus Android. But anyway, so in other not so great news for Suicide Squad and David Iyer, uh, the reviews are in because they're they great, right? Here, uh, they're not perfect. so great. Oh, no. Not so great. Yeah. So there's a lot of people have been. Publishing out um, some reviews, which at the same time, a lot of movies get really shit reviews. But then the the fans watch it and they're like, yep, it's the best, the best thing ever. Everybody's kind of been on the same page from some of the uh, reviews I've been 
checking on it. I don't want to read too deep because I don't want spoilers. Out of everybody, like Rolling Stone, Vanity Fair, there's one that I would trust more based on reviews, Gizmodo. Well, yeah. if you guys feel the oh, same yeah. or not. Yeah. Uh, so here's a quote from the article from Gizmodo. And I quote, <laughs> it's as if David Iyer had, to, had too many balls to juggle and when they all came tumbling down, he said, well, that's still kind of cool. Cool, maybe. That doesn't make it any less disappointing. <laughs> End quote. That's awful. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a unique way of saying, which everybody has, um, that it's like they just took a bunch of shit and threw it in there and tried to make it match up and the timelines fit. Um, and, and you just feel like it's too much for each character, which I feel like is, was partly our worry. Um, and then one guy said that the first like few minutes of the movie, when it's in, I think when it's introducing Harley Quinn, that it's visually got like this really unique take on it. Like the very first trailer did of the, uh, for the movie, uh, it was very colorful and it, it looked almost a little surreal with coloring, but David Iyer's done a lot of like realistic stuff. Um, Oh, man, I can't think of the name of that movie now. I should have put notes. Um, it's got Jake Gyllenhaal in it. He's a cop. End of Watch? Uh, okay. So End of Watch. That movie, he's done others like it where they're very realistic, heart, like on the street, trying to take this comic book movie and add in that color and flair. It's like he kind of lost it in the first 30 minutes. Yeah. So. It, yeah, it seems to me, I mean, I haven't read any reviews yet, but uh, other than obviously what you put in the notes, but it seems to me that DC... Eh, the past couple movies have been trying to play a lot of catch up to Marvel in the sense that we've had all these Marvel movies that have been laying a ton of groundwork leading up to like civil war and all that. And, and these Avengers movies, like we've had all these individual movies that lead up to the Avengers movies. Whereas we haven't really seen that with the DC movies. So I felt like Batman versus Superman and, and, uh, and now um, Suicide Squad is trying to lay all these building blocks for the for this Justice League movie to come up, you know, come out. And they're let, and I just really think that they're just tra- trying to play catch up at this point because we don't have individual movies for all these different characters in the DC universe. And I just feel like that's a lot of what's going on is they're trying to s- have one movie where they're telling all these different stories from all these different characters' point of views, but it all comes out at the end that is it just too much to be thrown into a movie? So I, I don't really know. I'm, I mean, I'm still going to see it, obviously, but I just wonder if maybe they're just trying to play catch-up to Marvel. So Yeah, Marvel had um, small movies with lower, you know, gradually increasing budgets, and DC's like, all right, we just got to go all in and make the big movies first and then kind of come out with the, the solo Batman and the whatever else is coming out, but it, you know, it didn't work out too well with a uh, green lantern. Yeah. And on that note, uh, this is completely off topic, but as I was uh, testing out my Xbox today, like in, on my 4k TV, uh, I was rewatching Batman versus Superman and I forgot, and I texted it out to you all. And I, I was like, I forgot how much I enjoyed Ben Affleck as Batman, like from the beginning of that movie where he's like running towards that building collapsing from like, the fight scenes and everything. Like I'm really excited for a standalone Batman movie, especially if he directs it because he's really, I mean, he's known to be a really good director. So uh, I cannot wait for that, for that movie at all. So, um, all right. Well, uh, anybody have anything else for movies or TV shows that we may have forgot? Nope. Yep. Mm, Maxwell. Mm, mm, Yeah. Nope. (laughs) No. 
Well, we'll talk about something we all love, and that's our sponsor, Gamefly. Yes. Yes. For you, the listeners of Nerds with Mics, Gamefly is offering a premium free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get your free trial today, go to GameflyOffer.com slash Nerds with Mics. Ba-ba-ba-bean dip. And we're back, bitches. So time to get into some gaming and tech news. So uh, today I was actually browsing for some topics to talk about today. Uh, And porn, yes. Um, (laughs) And I actually stumbled uh, across a game that I had not actually ever heard of that's coming out. Uh, It's not actually coming out until December 2017, which is a really long ways away. You think? Um, Yeah, it is. However... (laughs) We we all might be dead by then. Yeah. However, uh, yeah, especially if Trump gets elected. Just just kidding. (laughs) Whoa! Just kidding. This just got real. This isn't a political podcast. It is now. I'm kidding. Yep. Um, But anyways, there's a game coming out December uh, 2017. And Maxwell mentioned a couple episodes ago about one of his games that he would really like to see an HD remake of would be uh, Shadow of the Colossus. So I think all of us here love that game, right? We're Mm -hmm. a big fan of Ico as well. Um, However, there is a game coming out by a studio called (laughs) No Matter Studio. I I have no idea what else they've done, if anything. However, there's a game coming out called Prey... And that's P R E Y. Pray for God. Uh, pray for the gods. And uh, in this game, you're basically playing the role of a hero, obviously, uh, who is sent to a frigid island, uh, and you're basically trying to find out why the land has been covered in an endless winter. Um, you know, obviously, you get to explore your surroundings. You encounter um, different structures. So it's a platforming game. Uh, you also have supplies and weapons, and you'll find treasures. You also uh, visit graves of fallen heroes uh, that made the same trek as you to the island, Uh, but you'll also be part of solving the mystery to the never-ending winter. Um, This game really heavily draws inspiration from Shadow of the Colossus, so if you have not seen the trailer for this game and you love Shadow of the Colossus, do yourself a favor and watch the trailer. There are two trailers. There's one that was released back is it February, Justin, you've seen? Mm, I think it was October. Yeah, it was It was a long time ago, but there was a second trailer that just released, I think maybe yesterday. I haven't seen the original, but I just watched the new one, and I am excited for this game. Max, uh, I made you all watch the trailer yeah. before the podcast, so what was your uh, what was your um, your feelings after watching it? it? It felt like it was a trailer as if Shadow Colossus came out today. Hmm. Yeah. like And you had not seen that game type before, like where he's crawling up the colossus and like just his hands being in the hair or the feathers and stuff this is just obviously much better graphics um dude i'm really excited about this one yeah i agree uh i i saw it i'm glad you made me watch it uh before we started and it, it looked great um it did remind me of shadow of the, a shadow of the colossus um i am a little bummed out that it doesn't come out until december of 2017 i didn't realize we had to wait that long it looked very uh i mean i know we only got a two-minute trailer but it like a looked very yeah. you know the textures were all there. Uh, you know, the textures were all there. The graphics looked great. I mean, they probably could release a demo today and it'd be fine. Yeah, you know what? My whole thought process is if um, if we've waited this long for The Last Guardian, I will wait until next year for yeah. this game. So, because yeah. we're getting Last Guardian this year, supposedly October was it twenty sixth? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited for that game. So that'll definitely hold me over, and then whatever other games get announced at uh at e3 yeah uh, it comes out october 20 never teen <laughs> 20 never teen. kind of like no man's sky right it's not gonna yeah. come out <laughs> That's right yeah. 
Yeah, speaking of which... Uh, that was just a big hoax, and they never actually made it. Yeah, yeah. speaking of which, um, that game comes out the 8th, right? Uh, uh, 8th or 9th, that's Tuesday, whatever, next Tuesday. Yeah, No is. Man's Sky, I'm kind of excited. However... Did you see where a Redditor, I think it was, he bought um, he bought the game for $1,300 on eBay? It leaked early. And I got to admit, I really enjoyed his reasonings for spending that much money. He basically said, well, I don't know if I'm going to be alive when the game comes out, and I really want to play it. And I had the money. <laughs> okay. But, but my question is, is this is an online game. Would the servers not have been up when he tried to play the game? He played it. He actually he Remember it. you don't need what? uh yeah. Remember you? you don't need live. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, our PlayStation Plus? Yeah, yeah. 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 Or whatever. Um he beat it. <laughs> he he got to the center of the galaxy, which is your goal in the wait game. Wait a second. Yeah. He uh, beat it in thirty wait, hours. Wait a second. How long? Thirty. So the whole premise of this game, when they first started, was you may never reach the center of the galaxy. He did it in 30 hours, and he also did side quests. Now, there is speculation, uh, this does need to be said, there is speculation that the copy he received was a copy that was meant to be distributed to the media. Well, also, there's going to be a day one patch as well. Yeah. But if this is, in fact, like a special media copy to help them you know, expedite their journey so they can properly review it, and that could be, but it could also just be a conspiracy, but... He did say this, not so good. He did say uh, it was basically an indie title that Sony said, hey, we'll turn it into a AAA game and slapped a $60 price tag on. But he said this game should definitely be an indie game. I will punch you square in the <laughs> Me? face. Me? I didn't Not my words. Hey, I've been saying it I will the punch you. No, I'll punch gigabyte. you in the face. <laughs> yeah. <Maxwell>. yeah. <laughs> you should have just listened to me. You cursed. You jinxed us. Either way, the gameplay looks solid. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And if it takes me 30 hours to beat the game, then it takes me 30 hours to beat the game. I'll enjoy every hour of those 30. Yeah. So, so you so you believe. <laughs> He's a believer. I mean, honestly, you don't know. I think I will, yeah. Yeah, so. I hope you do, because you guys have your heart set on this. Oh, my God. I'll be destroyed. Yeah. And it's always Star Citizen, if it doesn't work That's out. That's true. Now, you had mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that one of the things that you've been doing this week is playing the new Batman game. So yeah, I've been why don't you Xbox, give us some? Of, yeah, why don't you not, give us some of your first impressions of that? Yeah. But also tell us about some of the news that came out for Steam okay. users. I was gonna say yeah, I've been playing on Xbox and not Steam. Thankfully, uh, it is very good. One thing I've noticed about this one is if like The Walking Dead is your character will often move around a lot and inve- you know investigate the room. And while that is there, it's on a much smaller scale. This game is very much an interactive movie. All of the scenes are very cinematic, and it's very uh, it's just done a lot quicker than the other ones. Like the other ones, you would spend maybe 20, 30 minutes in a scene just investigating everything and coming to a conclusion. This one, it is kind of force-fed to you to expedite the story and to, just to tell the story. And the story is pretty good. This first episode, you're campaigning with Harvey Dent to get him elected as mayor. And... Uh, so you have your Bruce Wayne missions and you have your Batman missions and then you have uh, detective missions where you scan a crime scene and solve the crime. That's where most of your walking around is going to be. But for the most part, your character kind of moves on their own and just follows the story. A lot of it's kind of just like interactive cutscenes, which that was kind of disappointing, but the story's so good, I don't really care. That's good. Is it, um, it's not kind of, you wouldn't compare it to kind of like a choose your own adventure game, would you? Well, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, any, anything else by Telltale. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Like uh, Falcone comes in to your house during the big event for Harvey Dent. And me knowing you know, Falcone's a douche. <laughs> you have the option. Like at one point he's like, this is a nice mansion. I might buy the place. And, you know, I could either be nice about it 
or I could be like, well, it's not for sale. But instead, I opted to say, well, too bad. You can't afford it. Uh, so, yeah, so you can, like, be a jerk, but not, you know, I'm a jerk to the Falcones, of course, but... Uh, well, you have to be. I know. Well, I could have been nice. Bruce yeah. Wayne can kind of be a jerk, though, to yeah. people. Oh, for sure. You yeah. know, he plays it up like he's real uppity. Yeah. He's a little more humble in this. I've noticed he's not as, uh, I don't really know. It's, it's, it's really good, though. I mean, for five bucks, I highly recommend it. I always thought I always thought Christian Bell did the best job of coming off as a douchey Bruce Wayne. Because Christian yeah. Bell's a douche. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For yeah. sure. All right, well, why don't you tell us some not-so-good news? Yeah, so this game, um, for some reason, Batman and uh, Steam just do not get along, or Batman and PCs don't get along. This is like one of the second titles they've had an issue with, right? Yeah, it is a different developer. It just happens to be the Batman name. I know. But uh, the game experienced... Poor uh, frame rate and game breaking glitches um, in this game. I don't, you know, luckily I haven't played it, uh, but it, from everything I've seen, it's just uh, the, the uh, FPS is bad. And I mean, even when like the other ones, like the other Telltale games work, so I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know, Batman's having a rough go on PC. Yeah. Now, hopefully, now, hopefully, uh, that's something that can easily be patched. I mean, that's at least something good, hopefully. Well, yeah. But you remember, you remember the last Batman was, wasn't it so bad they just pulled it? Arkham Knight, they pulled it from the store until they could fix it, and yeah. I think it still has issues. But yeah. I'll be honest, though, I got the game on PC, Arkham Knight, and I didn't have any problems with it. It worked fine for me, and you know, I did see where people did, but I think it only affected, I think it affected a large uh, user base, but it didn't affect me, so I hate to sound like a jerk, but I didn't really care. <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you. So, Maxwell, you uh, no, you have not really. You like the Arkham games, but you have not played many Telltale games, correct? Um, I like the Arkham games and have not played them. How's how weird is that? Yeah, that's <laughs> real strange. It's just like you. I like Batman vs Superman. Yeah, but I that would involve me buying the game and then spending time playing it. Yeah, and you know how that goes. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, uh, one of the things that I was reading on the internet, if you've ever been there, yeah. um, is that <laughs> somebody has actually uh, it's the the library internet archive has actually taken 145 issues of nipple power i mean nintendo power thanks maxwell for uh <laughs> for changing the notes there i appreciate that um yeah so they actually took 145 issues of nintendo power um and they've actually made it available live on the internet so you can actually somebody has went through the painstaking task of scanning every page of 145 issues and made them available online. So you make it sound like it's a bad thing, but imagine some guy got paid to read this magazine as he scanned each page. I mean, did he? I mean, I'd say so. I mean... Who knows? I guess but if, he was, if he was like our age and then got to like reminisce, yeah, that would make, be fantastic. Oh my God, but if he's job. like a kid and he's like, this game suck. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these graphics. But, uh, but the issues that cover... Um, so... They start uh, for the first issue at July 1988, and they go all the way up to June 2001. Now, I think Nintendo Power actually ran past that, but as far as the issues that are available online, that is the, the time frame that you have to, to read those issues online. Uh, at this point in June 2011 was when uh, we first seen the launch of the Game Boy Advance. Um, had just launched in North America and Europe, so that kind of gives you an idea of the time frame. That might be my favorite Game Boy. I like the uh, I like the SP. Well, Game Boy Advance SP, the one that was yeah. flipped down and it could fit in your back pocket. Yeah, yeah. that's good too. Yeah, well, the, that was the last of the Game Boys, wasn't it? Well, I still count the DS as part of that family. They also had the Game Boy Micro. Yep. So 
You have a micro. Yeah, that's my jam. Yeah, you said that you hadn't turned it on in years when you left and you went to get on the plane and you said it still had battery. Yeah, I do. (laughs) At that time, just as a recap, the last time it was charged was like 2006. Oh, my God. Uh, 2013, I used it on a flight twice. Uh, 2000, well, this year, I think was the second time I did it. And I used it on a flight three times before I had to recharge it. Wow. That's so impressive. I should be good for another 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome though. But, uh, but yeah, I just thought that it, for those of you, um, that are probably our age ranging anywhere from 25 to probably 32, uh, if you're looking for, uh, a little bit of nostalgia, uh, you could definitely go online and check that out. That's really cool. So I have a question. Yes. Do you not consider the DS and 3DS to be part of the uh, Game Boy family, or do you think the Game Boy family, family died with the uh, SPM Micro? No, I wouldn't say that because uh, the first iteration of the DS had a slot for you to put Game Boy cartridges in. That's right, it did. Yeah, so in your face. No, I was just asking just a question. Just like your mom. I just, wanted to, okay, I just wanted to know your opinion on it because I've always referred to them as part of the Game Boy family, but even though they dropped that name. Yeah, no, I got you. I, yeah, I, I would... Uh, Plus, you can buy Game Boy I games still from call the digital them a Game store. Boy. So, yeah. what's that? I'm that I'm that old man because I still call them Game oh, Boys no. randomly. I accidentally, I'll be like, "Oh, Game Boy uh, DS." I just think <laughs> I just think it's a, a and the evolution of the Game Boy is yeah. the way I look at it. Yeah, so. that's how I look at it too. Yeah, so I don't know why it's not called the Game Boy DS. I mean, it's essentially what it is, but yeah, that would be nice. That would it be is nice. what it is. It is what it is. If they remade the Game Boy today. And like it played Game Boy games, like the same kind of cartridges, but had like the 3DS graphics minus the second screen. I don't need that. I'd be all about that. <laughs> Who knows? That might be what the NX ends up being. <laughs> you know, I think if the NX, if it can really play like that Zelda game on the go, like if I can take like a plane and play it. Yeah, but how big is this thing? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it'll all depend. But still, that's to me, that's kind of neat. We'll we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, it's no point in. Well, uh, Microsoft did announce their Games for Gold this month, and uh, the uh, offering is pretty good. We have Beyond Good and Evil in HD uh, for Xbox 360, which will run you four, which normally would run you fourteen ninety nine. This month it will be free. Then we have WWE 2K16 for thirty nine ninety nine. Uh, oh yeah! <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, was that Macho Man? That was Macho Man. Yeah, nice to have him on the show. I think he's dead, but he's <laughs> glad he's here. Uh, normally, that's thirty nine ninety nine, and uh, then we have Spelunky. Listen here, brother. We need to talk about WWE. <laughs> All right, thank you. Uh, we have Spelunky uh, for Xbox three hundred and sixty. It's normally nineteen ninety nine. That's what I call doing things to your mom. Oh my God, Travis. Would you agree, Macho Man? Snap it to a Slim Jim. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what she does. Oh my God. Uh, then we have Warriors Orochi. Don't know if I'm saying that right. Three Ultimate. That's normally fifty nine ninety nine. This month, free. Uh, that brings the total of uh, total value of the games you're getting this month on Xbox to. Oh yeah, one thirty five. Wow, thank you. <laughs> wow, Macho man, he's really helpful. He's really into this. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> All right, well let's uh, let's move on. So uh, the PlayStation Plus games this month, wow! Uh, Tricky Towers uh, is a PS4 game and it's fourteen ninety nine. Uh, we also have um, Rebel Galaxy, which is a PS4 game. It is actually a space um, it's a space exploration game and like space pirate game uh, with your trading and all that type of stuff. It's nineteen ninety nine, which is a good game. 
Um, so definitely recommend downloading that. Uh, for PS3, we have Yakuza 5, uh, which is a thirty nine ninety nine game. Um, we also have Retro Grade for PS3. That's a $10 game. And we have, how would you say that? Parapon? Patapon 3 <laughs> for PlayStation Vita for $14.99. And then we have Ultron. Ultratron. Ultratron. Did you talk about? No, you didn't talk about Never that. talked about no, Ultratron before. Yeah, but Ultratron uh, is a Vita game, PS3 game, and PS4 game. So it's cross-platform, and it is a $10 game, bringing the total to $110 hairs of savings. So yeah, so that's uh, Games for Gold and your PlayStation Plus games for the month, so make sure that you check them out. Um, so one of the things we also wanted to talk about today is... Samsung Note 7 was uh, some details was released. So, Maxwell, do you want to cover that for us? You know, I reckon I will. So, you guys know about the S7 Edge. It's got a 5.5-inch screen. The Note 5 is a 5.7-inch screen. Uh, it's a little bit of the exact same size phone, ultimately, when it comes down to it. Now, the, the Note 7 has less edge than the S7 Edge, but it does have edged display on both sides yeah so and the reason it's less is because people with the edge are noticing that they're like accidental touching of the display when they're holding it which is a common complaint uh so it's really i mean the note 7 really is the edge um they just kind of fixed the issue uh it does have gorilla glass 5 versus uh the s7 and edge have a level 4 so it is a little tougher a little more shatter resistant um of course the big thing with the note series phones is you're going to get the s pen which is what a lot of people been holding off for here's where it gets a little sad though you're actually losing out on some pixels on the note 7 versus the s7 edge plus or s7 edge whatever uh ultimately there's not enough of a difference visually though that you'll ever notice now you mean Um, for the you mean for the screen or for the camera the screen, okay. The display resolution. Um, the battery is thirty five hundred milliamps, so it's five hundred up from the uh, Note five. And as you notice here, they skip the six altogether. So there's no Note six; it's just five to seven. Um, I guess because they're wanting to keep this stuff in series. But here's the problem, in in my opinion, the Note seven just came. It's coming out like on the nineteenth of. Uh, August or in my head, February. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so it comes out on the 19th. This is like, uh, what? Like at least five months after the S seven and S seven edge and their processor and the like parts inside this thing are not any better than the S seven and the edge. So they're really on par with the exact same features um, it's not really much faster as far as the processor goes. So you're in the next few months, they're going to have the next generation processors in the S eight and the S eight edge. Yeah. So then again, the note seven is now it's behind. So if they don't release all of these at the same time, I think they're really hurting themselves. Yeah. One of the things that I, that I thought was interesting to that point specifically is the notes the note series has always been kind of like Samsung's flagship phone that was always slightly a bit faster than whatever the the Galaxy series were at the time. Um 
So yeah, to me, it doesn't make sense. The only thing that makes sense to me is if they're trying to be more like Apple in the sense that where you have the iPhone, well, now the SE, the 6S, and the 6S Plus, where they all offer the same performance and the same camera quality and all that, but you just have a different variety of like what sizes you want. So I don't know if maybe they're doing that to kind of say, okay, well, here's the phones. They all have the same processor and things like that. You just really kind of pick what package you want or what feature set you want hardware-wise. However, like you said, when the S8 comes out, it's going to be out of date at that point unless they do like a silent refresh where they keep the 7 out, but they just silently update all the internal components of it to make it on par with the S7. Right, but then at that point, they shouldn't have skipped the Note 6 but they're trying to keep the series all the same numbers or whatever. Right. So it's like you're going to wait many months for the next model to come out, even though they're almost identical. And then in a few months later, you're going to make your other two better. And that's the thing. Like the edge is the same size. Um, you're not going to notice the difference between 0.2 inches between, you know, the, the edge and the, and the note. Justin's, uh, Justin's mom noticed. Uh, oh, I got it. <laughs> In before the bell. Nice. Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> You take it as much as you can get, I yep. guess, right? Um, um, they should have just pushed it back, honestly. Yeah, they basically just they raise the price and add a, a pen to, to it. That was wonderful. <laughs> what was that? I it's think not, it's not like you farted Travis, Travis ripped a hole into the space-time continuum. I might have. <laughs> yep, that definitely just happened. I also assaulted <laughs> my senses. But yeah, they should have just pushed the notes uh, release back to the same time as the S8, and it wouldn't have been a problem. But I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to see what's going to happen. Yeah, but it's going to, of course, bring in the... Uh, it's going to be the water-resistant, same thing. Uh, it does have expandable memory, so everything that the Note 5 should have had. Um, and... Here's the biggest thing about this phone, though, is that it has an iris scanner for your eyeballs. For your eyeballs, that's oh right. Oh my gosh! Not your aunt Iris, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's an iris scanner. So it's going to scan your eye, and it's supposed to be a hundred. Man, you're ripping it, ripping it hard, bro. Quick question: I'm just curious. What did you have for dinner? I don't know. Was it? <laughs> was it a pot of beans? What was it? Tell us. It was just fiesta chicken and uh, some rice. That's all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no go. black beans on that? I actually chose not to have black beans. I was going to, but <laughs> oh I didn't. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, so iris the fiesta for your eyeball. Yeah, so the iris scanner is 100 times, it's supposed to be 100 times more secure than a fingerprint scanner um, and faster but I'd like to chime in real quick. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're okay with – you want to cut the burps, but not that. Okay. I just wanted to see where we draw the line, but okay, we're good. Sorry, Max. I'm proud of this. That's fine. (laughs) You should be. Uh, So the iris scanner um, that we were talking about for the last 10 minutes because of all the crappy interruptions. I see what you did there. Uh, But it's supposed to be faster and more secure. However, here's the thing. You got to hold it up at eye level and like stare at your phone. People aren't going to do that because they want to look down at the damn thing. The first time I see someone do that, I'm going to... Push the phone into their face. Smack it. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, Unlock that. (laughs) I'm a jerk. But But I I feel like it's just another thing that they were like, hey, that's we can do that. That's cool. Let's put it in a phone. Yeah. And then it's not going to be. It's going to be one of those things that probably demos really well, like on the sales floor or like. But but in real world case scenario, how much easier is it to just lay your finger on the phone where you don't even have to look at it? 
you know? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like one of those things, like I think about when they introduced the NFC chip, if it can't make the process faster or easier, then there's no point in having it. You know what I mean? So like, I, I'm just kind of curious of how, you know, how this is going to work. Now you said that they're going to have the iris sensor, but they're also going to still have the fingerprint sensor as well. Right. That's right. It's a ultimately, cause that's what people are going to use. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I, I think so too. Now, um, what else do you have for us? Is that it? Everything? Yes. Um, do I have anything else about the phone? Yeah. Uh, if you want to pay more for something that should have been out five months ago and is not as good a value as the edge, then uh, you get the note seven. Now what? Yeah. I will say there's a couple features that I do like, um, one, well, really just one. Um, there is a, a feature called private folder. Uh, and what's really cool about that is it allows you to put whatever you want on it that you don't want somebody to have access to. But what's cool is if it, if you go to open it, it's going to require one of those levels of security, either your thumbprint or your iris scanner. So you can even put apps inside of there as well. So if you don't want people to have access to your banking apps yeah. um, or pictures or whatever, uh, it's just a folder that even if you hand your phone to somebody, they can't just open the folder and go through. So, you know, if I want to be able to hide of all the pictures of Justin's mom in that folder yeah. and don't <laughs> I, was say, I know you're a big fan of the dick pic so now you'll have a place to securely <laughs> lock them down yeah. I know you like to give and receive yeah, said yeah. pic well there's only so many times you can dress it up in a top hat am I right <laughs> so anyways uh, your mom keeps trying to do it though yep yep sure does <laughs> anyways but yeah so thanks for covering that Maxwell like I said I, I it's a good so release it's a folder yeah it's a folder for all the people that are basically uh cheating on their significant other but it's designed for people that have like banking needs and business needs that maybe have children or something so that's it's kind of weird right like it is but like folder that's probably labeled private folder (laughs) so then your significant other is like well what's in there (laughs) don't worry about it just to uh (laughs) just to level the playing field from earlier i bet the dnc wishes they had that folder oh got him (laughs) Politics. Politics. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, um, but also Bank of America has already said that they're going to support, uh, their app is going to support the iris scanner. And I also learned a fun fact today that if you have a Bank of America account and you have at least $10 million or more in your account, they will actually send you an iris scanner that you hook up to your computer that you have to use to access your account online. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Just, nice. Just learned that today. So That's Pretty cool. Yeah. Just got to get that ten million. Yeah, that ten mil though. Maybe one day we'll get there. If people... I thought you said ten dollars. It's ten million. Yes, yeah, ten. I million. thought that was such a small investment to get a free <laughs> iris scanner. I was like, I might do that. <laughs> no, it's. And ten... Unfortunately, I like the funds. <laughs> it's ten million. Oh man, I so, swear I heard ten dollars. Yeah. Gotta okay. move that decimal. Yeah, yeah. So there was some news that came out today. Actually, uh, this is kind of uh, staying with smartphones and and tech industry stuff. Uh, there was an article that came out today that Apple's App Store has paid over fifty billion dollars to developers. Since the App Store has been in place, how, how many years has that been? Uh, well, so the iPhone came out in 2007, but it didn't originally have an App Store. I'd say 2008 or 2009. Maxwell sound about right? Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 50 billion dollars to developers, awesome. which is awesome. So, uh, so this, so we got a couple of questions to, to relate to this. So, uh, we wanted to ask what are and and this this goes for our listeners as well. Uh, if you guys want to comment or send us uh, questions or not questions, but uh, what your answers would be to some of these, uh, let us know. So, Justin, 
I'm going to ask you first. Yeah. What is one of your favorite mobile app games? Oh, man. Uh, there's one that I keep going back to. It is stupid. It's so, so stupid, but I love it, and that is Jetpack Joyride. It's such an easy play, especially if you're waiting at the doctor's office. Taking a dump. Taking a dump. Yeah. Used to be Angry Birds, but no more. I liked Angry Birds, but not nearly as much as this. I liked it until it got into everything. Transformers, Star Wars. Too much. It, it, too much. Yeah. Um, Jetpack Joyride, they're just being themselves. I also like Doodle Jump. Doodle Jump is good. That's a really good one. Um, one of the ones that I like is um, the, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's Star Wars Galaxy, I think. It's the one where you like fight side by side people. And it has like pretty much uh, every character in the in the Star Wars universe. I don't think I played that one. Yeah, it's a it's a it's one of those free to play games, but just with microtransactions. Yeah, with microtransactions that ruined I think a uh, lot of games. Yeah, but that uh, but that is one of my favorites. But one of my other favorites, my actual favorite game, uh, is a game, and I think it's iOS exclusive. Uh, I may be wrong. Somebody may want to check and tell me I'm wrong. But there is a game called Oceanhorn. I don't know if you've heard of it, Maxwell. I don't know if you've heard of it, but uh, Ocean Horn is um, the lead designer uh, for the graphics and stuff of Legends of Zelda Wind Waker. Um, designed this game, and it's called uh, Ocean Horn. I think Sea of Monsters, maybe. But it's basically a straight rip off of Zelda. It's like a top down Zelda type game that you can play. Uh, it's available on iPhone, iPad, and then also uh, the Apple TV as well. Um, and it's an action adventure game. Uh, it plays just like Zelda. It's a really good looking mobile game, but yeah, it's pretty sweet. What? <laughs> yeah. Wind Waker is your jam. This is yeah. hard. We just got, <laughs> I, I'll tell you guys after the show. Oh, we what? just got a celebrity follower on Twitter. Who is it? <laughs> uh, is it even a good one? Yeah. I mean, it's a great movie. He had a small part, but it's awesome. He just sent us a personal message too. I wanted you to say Jamie Costa, but that's not... no, it's, <laughs> do you guys ever watch the movie Dodgeball? Yeah. It's yeah. Blazer from uh, White Goodman's gym, his team. Blazer? Blazer is like, Laser and Blazer. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Him. yeah. And he sent us a message? He just followed us and retweeted a bunch of our stuff. Seriously? Swear to God. Oh, well, that's good news. Go in there, uh, go on Twitter and follow Brandon Molale, I think is how you say it. Yeah, pretty awesome. That just literally just happened. Oh, well, that's cool. Yep. Live on the air, breaking news. Dun, here, I dun, was, dun, dun. here I was thinking you were looking up that game I was talking about. I said, that's, what's, that's what I meant to do. And then it said, I got it popped up at a notification like, hey, Nerds of Mike's, this is uh, Blazer from Dodgeball. And I looked into it, and sure enough, it is. That's crazy. But yeah. yeah. But Oceanhorn, if you like action adventure games, you like Zelda, it's not a free game. It is a paid game, I think. Are there microtransactions? No. Because I will not It's do that. once you buy it, you have it. And it's a great little, and it plays great on touchscreen. Uh, and if you have an, the newer Apple TV that has the App Store, you can download it. And if you want to use a Bluetooth controller, you can. So, yep, that is my, uh, that is my pick for favorite Nine mobile app dollars. game. Yeah, it's worth it. It wow. really is. Uh, now, oh, wow. That does look good. Yeah, it looks awesome. Originally, looks like originally I did not have a, a Did pick? you miss the first part of that conversation? I was I starstruck the, on Twitter. I said the lead designer for Wind Waker designed that game. I was starstruck. <laughs> and then Justin's like, man, this looks just like Wind Waker. <laughs> yeah. All right, Maxwell. You so know what? what? You... I'm going to download this on your Wi-Fi. Thanks, buddy. Okay. For all the bandwidth. Yep, not a problem. I'm Maxwell, so uh, I'm dying to hear what favorite mobile uh, game you, you like. I know it's going to be a good one. I can't wait to hear it. Yep. It's going to be Clash of Clans. Um, no. So here's the thing. I was originally going to go with no game whatsoever. 
Oh man, this and is a surprise. Original, yeah, right. Just like every system I own or don't own. Uh, but then I was thinking, on any airplane that I get on, when I am bored out of my mind, when you're when you're done listening to our podcast at Nerds with Mics, yeah, that's right. Um, or while I'm listening, uh, because it's audio and not video, I will pick up and play this game. It's just, it's a game you'll play for like 10 minutes, but you'll enjoy it. And the audio in this game, like the music is fantastic because uh, it's very 8-bit and the, the design is 8-bit as well. Uh, Tomb of the Mask. What's it called? Tomb of the Mask. Okay. Is that a sequel to the 1990-something movie, The Mask, starring Jim Carrey and Cameron <laughs> Diaz? It's a sequel to Son of the Mask. Oh, yeah. That's a, I thought that was a prequel. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a sequel. My bad. I don't know what I'm talking uh, about. Tell us about this game because I am interested. Yeah, so you're just like this little character, like little tiny guy, just a little, just a little fella. He's real micro, he's tiny, not too big. Justin knows about that. And then that. it's just a swiping game, so you like swipe left, right, up, down, uh, anywhere on the screen. Uh, you're just going straight up in this, what's supposed to resemble a tomb, and you just collect these coins and stuff on the way up. There's traps, um, and then the, the floor, or like some kind of laser that's coming out of the floor, is basically coming up behind you, so you have to like, quickly get through these obstacles and stuff but it's just a it's, i guess you would say like a speed run platformer yeah uh, game but it's, it's super fun but like i said for like it's like a 10 minute thing and then you're just on to the next yeah that reminds me of uh have you guys ever played the impossible game no i haven't i have never so my friend jared uh my friend jared he he got me onto this game but I have never, I've never rage quit a game. I've never thrown a controller. I've never done anything like that. This game is the first game that's ever made me want to throw my physical phone, like first time. It is. It's there's a reason it is called the Impossible Game. The music and stuff is awesome, Maxwell. You'd like it. Um, but basically, it's kind of like Maxwell said. It's like a you're moving at your own pace, but you have to hit, you have to tap on the screen to jump at the right times, but you're also jumping from platform to platform and you have to jump to the beat of the music, but it is, it's one of the hardest games I've ever played, but it's also satisfying if you manage to do, and I think it's free to play as well. So, all right. Uh, Flappy Bird is the most frustrating game of all time. Oh my God. I can't get past like three. What's (laughs) funny is, uh, um, I, I bought a Google cardboard for my phone and somebody came out with a version of Flappy Birds. It's in VR. So How you, do you do, just nod your head? To... No, you click the button on the side to fly. Oh, okay. but you can look around as you're doing it. So it's it's kind of interesting. <laughs> but uh, so this this uh, spurs a question um, from Apple paying tons of money to developers um, from our favorite mobile games. You know, I, I paid for a game that was ten dollars on the App Store, and I couldn't be happier with it. Um, and then also. Uh, with the recent success of games like Pokemon Go, uh, which you know, obviously Nintendo, it's you know their their AP, um, you know, since you know since the success of that, um, is Nintendo right to continue on the in the mobile app space? Um, you know, they did the game before Pokemon Go. What was it called? Um, uh, oh my God! What was, it, what was it? What was Nintendo's game? Maxwell Meet Mitomo? Is that right? Mitomo. Yeah, Mitomo. Um, That's right. That game for me lasted about a week, and I just forgot about it. It was out, out of sight, out of mind. Pokemon Go is stuck with me. It's something I play every day. Um, you know, so is Nintendo right to continue on this path? Um, 
you know, obviously since they've seen some success for Pokemon Go, that's the first question. And then the second question, are are companies like Sony and Microsoft missing the boat by not competing in mobile game spaces? With original, with like some of the original AP, like you know, obviously Sony and Microsoft have. Now, obviously, we've seen them in a little bit of the space. Obviously, Microsoft has um, the Halo Spartan game. It's like the top-down yeah. uh, Halo type game, um, but we don't see a too many like exclusive type games on the mobile platform. I uh, think that's going to be really hard to make games uh, that will be that, especially the scale of pokemon go like how successful that is and the reason it is so successful is it doesn't take a lot of utilization of like controls you know you're like catching the pokemon you're really just flicking the ball or like spinning it yeah so there's not a lot like of flipping like the bean, really multi-button <laughs> yeah. so you have no experience with that game nope but uh <laughs> what basically just... it's like you got to think about these big franchises how do you introduce some of these others into this like flat display that is really hard to have multi-touch and direction control. I think that only certain um, IPs would work with this format. Uh, someone actually brought up Fallout would be a good one, and I kind of agree with them. Um, like they've done like a Fallout Shelter yeah, game. Fallout Shelter was great. But the thing is, is like I think if they can do it in a way where – now this isn't this is a AAA developer. It's not a like a Sony or a Microsoft. But when um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag came out, they had a game Ubisoft game that you could download that was basically kind of like a companion game. It, it's your map, but you can also send ships away to run missions and things like that. But it, it in turn would give you in-game items for the actual console version of the game. That's actually, now that you said that, Mass Effect 3 did the same thing. They had a game that it actually had, like, missions you had to do, and what you did on the mobile game affected your ending in Mass Effect 3, which kind of sucked, actually. Yeah, so, I mean, we've seen it from AAA studios like EA and Ubisoft and stuff like that, but we haven't really seen a whole lot from first-party people like Sony or Microsoft. Um so, I mean, to Maxwell's point, I understand. I mean, a lot of those type of games, when you think of like a Halo game or you think of like a like a Forza game would be great for mobile, like a racing game. You know what I mean? Even if it's more arcadey. Yeah. Um, Real racing's pretty good. Yeah. So, like, I just think of, I, I, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like we're porting a game from the console to the mobile platform. It could be kind of a reimagination. Like, like I, I would think like... Um, Obviously, it's no longer a thing, but think of how good a Fable game would have been for, for like an iPad or like a tablet or yeah. like an iPhone. Like that would have been a great experience. I'm surprised Fable Anniversary hasn't been uh, ported to iPad. Yeah, that should. seems like the perfect game to port. Yeah, and I'm surprised. I mean, it's a big game, but like a Diablo. I mean, there's enough of them in the App Store, but like a Diablo, yeah, would be awesome. But I don't know. I I think the thing is, is like Nintendo's obviously. You know, they're not afraid to try different things. I mean, that's kind of what they've done in years past, and that's kind of what they continue to do. Uh, the power glove? Yeah, the power <laughs> glove. Um, as I that's call it Your also, mom makes me wear one of those. No, Justin. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's not what that is. Um, but anyways. Um, but I, yeah. I'm officially retiring from the mom jokes for the night. Okay. Are you sure? Uh, well, I mean, I can't guarantee anything. Something may come up, but yeah, yeah. I think so. Yes, I don't know. I mean, 
I don't think necessarily Sony or Microsoft is missing the boat per se, but I think uh, I think they need because when they announced that they were going to have the smart glass app and stuff like that, like I really expected the Microsoft app to really integrate in with their games, and they just don't do as much as what the, I thought you know they were originally going to do. But but I, I think if if the studios could you know make more of companion apps to games on the console and make them in a way that they're interactive but they're also fun to play in downtime like i think about fallout shelter fallout shelter is really cool like you know it's something you can pick up and play really quick and you don't have to put a whole lot of time into yeah. but uh but yeah so all right um and i think that's all for that topic unless anybody has anything they want to add no uh as many as far as nintendo you're saying like is Sony and uh, Microsoft missing out? I mean, you guys know that Nintendo recently this this week mentioned uh, made some comments that lead to believe their uh, NX console will have augmented reality, right? Ooh. So that could be something big for Sony and Microsoft potentially, depending on how far this augmented reality pans out. Which I think was a huge success for Pokemon Go. That's what got people kind of moving around town. Um, and it's kind of exciting. It's it's fun seeing those your game in your real world. Yeah, which is the part we've been missing for generations. Yeah. The uh, the 3ds. Uh, do you have a 3ds Maxwell? Yes. Okay. Uh, then you know like those little cards that it comes with. Uh, yeah. The 3ds already has AR kind of built into it, and it's in the form of like stupid little games and uh, bringing like the card to life, but not much. It's not really fleshed out more than that. Um, they really could have used it. I think for other games it made a lot of fun. Yeah, I think maybe that possibly could have been them just laying groundwork for things down the road. I mean, you know, if they if they started this early with augmented reality, it's hard to tell how far they may have gotten with whatever console they're working on. So, mm-hmm. and obviously Pokemon Go was probably a part of that as well. So, uh so yeah. So now that's a good uh, that's a good point, Maxwell. I mean, I think a lot of things are going like it seems like with PlayStation and um Microsoft with the the the, the the HoloLens, they're going more in a VR, more in a VR way, whereas Nintendo maybe maybe going more in an augmented reality kind of way. So the HoloLens is it's a little it's odd. Yeah. I don't really fully understand it. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's more augmented. I think it, it puts virtual things in. It's well, like both. I think. Yeah, it's like there was one clip of, uh, and there's no way it's going to work this good. Like I just can't imagine. But they're like watching football, and on his wall with the HoloLens were like stats and like an actual like life-size version of the player up against his wall, which was really bizarre. And I just, there's no way that's going to work. Uh-oh. I don't, I, I just can't imagine it working that Us well. Us being to the point in technology where it works yeah, that well. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> well, and I, I seen the thing where, uh, you're able to have, um, like a virtual reality. Like it literally looks like you would be standing there talking to the person and they're not really there. Like, that's and weird. also they were playing uh, Minecraft and, it was on a dining room table, yeah. but the, it, it was actually building up from the dining room table. That's, you know, I, I think the potential is really cool, but honestly, like I've been reading a lot of, a lot of articles online, like even VR isn't really getting as big of a receiving as what a lot of people thought. It's just too expensive to buy into. I think it's too expensive right now. I think the people that bought in are early adopters and still believe in it, but yeah. I just think it's going to take a while for the titles to get there and the cost to come down a little bit. There were a lot of nice games announced at E3, but I mean, how far away are they from coming out? Right. But one thing I wanted to add to the HoloLens is um, if they can make it to like you're wearing it and they design games to, like if it could like somehow read your house, 
How cool, and I'm going to say it again, how cool would like a Rainbow Six Siege kind of game be? With you wearing the Hulk, no, and like the terrorists are like in your house. Yeah. So like you turn a corner in your living room or your, into your kitchen and there's guys storming through yeah, your door. Yeah, but the thing is, you're still going to be tethered with a cable, aren't you? I don't think so. All the demo, uh, the demos have showed it to be wireless. Really? Yeah. I can't imagine the battery life on that thing. That is true. Good point. You, but have, to wear, you have to wear a backpack. They, and here's the, the thing. They made VR uh, backpacks. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. It's a lot less uh, demanding on the processors, it seems, for the augmented reality versus the virtual reality. You know, that's why you can have Pokemon Go on a, on a phone. Yeah. And it actually works really well, like, where it places, like, whatever the Pokemon is in the, within the environment. It yeah. always seems to make sense for the most part. Um, yeah. So here's my take, and this is totally off topic, but I, I just kind of thought about this. So my view on VR and augmented re- well, mostly just VR, is kind of the same way that I feel about watching 3D movies. Like, I'll go somewhere to do it. Like, I'll go to a theater to watch a 3D movie, but I'm not going to do it in my own house. And I, I kind of feel the same way about virtual reality. Like, they're building these, like, you know, basically uh, VR theme parks where they're designing buildings and rooms specifically for you to be able to walk through and round corners. So as you're in this virtual world, it, it scales to the actual building and room that you're in. Yes. So and that, that is what I, awesome. that is what I am sold on. When I can take me and three friends, we can walk through this virtual environment. And if I round a corner, it's as if I'm actually there. Um, that's what I'm more believing in um and that's what i would be willing to leave my house to go do but i'm not i'm not willing i don't really want to do that inside of my own house you know what i mean because when i'm at home that's where i want to be i don't want to be somewhere else when i'm home that's the whole reason i'm home because i don't want to be anywhere else yeah but when we're playing games we're escaping or when people read books we're escaping so it it just really depends like i to me virtual reality is one of those things where I want to meet up with friends and do it. Like, I don't want to do it. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to play laser tag at home. Right. I want to play laser tag, you know, with a bunch of friends in a a building. Yeah. Now, one of the cool things that I did see, I I don't know which VR headset it was on, whether it was the Vive or whether it was the Oculus, but everybody put on their VR headsets and it was the world that you were in, you were with friends, but you, you were all sitting around a campfire just talking. Like, that's literally all you were doing. So, like... So, like, say, Maxwell, where you live down in Florida and say if Justin moved away and we all weren't close to each other, instead of us just, like, having a FaceTime conversation or, or like, calling, we would literally just be sitting around a campfire just hanging out talking. And like, Yeah, but is that digital characters representing you? Um, I think you can – you add yourself in. Like, you scan Because your, how does – if you have a thing on your face, <laughs> half of your face – No, you scan how, yourself into the game. Like, you, like you so actually – So then it's just, like, robotically – I don't know how it works. Maybe kind of like in Rainbow Six, you would move your mouth and their mouth would move. Yeah, Yeah. that's (laughs) pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, we've talked about VR and and all those things long enough. Let's get into uh, just a little bit of miscellaneous news. Um, So Cartoon Network, Adult Swim and more are coming to Hulu's new live streaming service. When I read this, I had no idea that Hulu was even working on a live streaming service. I yeah, didn't I didn't either, and that's my jam. Yeah, I had no idea. So Hulu and Commit, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Tom Warner <laughs> Cable announced that it has actually purchased uh, 10% uh, in stake of the streaming service Hulu, uh, joining other companies like Disney, Fox, and Comcast in joint venture. Um, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, TNT, 
and other live programming from CNN are heading to Hulu's live stream uh, service. So you'll actually be able, Maxwell, I know you're probably a big fan of Adult Swim and Cartoon Network. Probably, I don't know, I'm just guessing. You just look like that kind of character. Well, Adult Swim is, is uh, Cartoon Network. Same things? Okay, oh well, yeah. So that's why you're a fan of both, because same thing. <laughs> but uh, So yeah, so now you'll be able to watch Adventure Time live over the internet. What do you think of that? That's really cool. Uh, so when does this happen? Um, so this is actually uh, the service. So they've actually already introduced. Um, they've already introduced some of the streaming content, but this is actually going to be rolling out in the next couple weeks. So, so this is pretty interesting. So I, I feel like it's pulling away from TV even more. They're doing a really good job, and if they can make this work, then it's a good idea for uh, people like Time Warner to jump into it because, uh, as you'll see, right. Less people are going to be paying for cable shows. Yeah. It's going to be harder to, for places to sell that. Um, I do know that there's a lot of word that uh, with DirecTV, they're going to be moving towards streaming services as well. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be basically TV is just some kind of streaming over Internet service. But then all these Internet providers are capping you. Yeah. So what kind of world is this going to be coming yeah. to you know what i mean especially yeah. with comcast time warner whatever jumping into it yeah they're going to cap you but then recommend you stream their show on hulu <laughs> yeah it's kind of like uh when cell phone providers used to make you pay for for talking and texting but it would give you unlimited data and now it's the actual reverse of that <laughs> you know what i mean right yeah so uh uh, and I was actually uh, mistaken, sorry. Uh, so the Hulu's uh, new live streaming service is actually set to launch early next year, not in a couple of weeks. Okay. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and it's really interesting because uh, Time Warner is actually the first cable company and I've seen that's been even pro wanted to do any of these type of live streaming services like because everybody else is kind of very against it so does uh, time warner have caps available in different markets do you know i don't think they have caps yet no uh, okay because comcast does right yeah comcast and uh armstrong which is my cable provider there's several that and i think even Suddenlink now had a cap but you can pay an extra five dollars a month on your bill to get unlimited which i don't know why you wouldn't just do <laughs> that i don't know why they would say either cap or not cap anyway yeah it's 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 crazy i mean it I feel like they are investing in their future at that point. Comcast, Time Warner, they're just basically going, yeah. let's get in it now. Yeah. Get people interested. Let's hook them to it and then start offering these other yeah. plans. with Because I've even heard like DirecTV, kind of to your point, um, DirecTV is uh, in talks of coming out with basically – so all these different types of streaming boxes like Roku, Apple TV, things like that, that they're actually just going to release instead of providing you with – you know how like you have to buy a box for every room? Instead of you doing that, if you just have like a Roku or an Apple TV on that TV, you'll just be able to download the Direct TV app and be able to watch Direct TV just streaming over the internet. That's awesome. Which would be That's lower of, cost for them and probably more money. It's lower cost for them, but they're probably going to charge you the same price they would charge you for an actual box or something stupid. So, but yeah. So, anyways, I think it's really cool that Hulu's going this direction for live streaming. I, you know, any chance that you can to get away from actual cable TV, I'm all about it. Cut like, the cord. I've, I haven't had cable in over a year, so, and I don't miss it. You know, so. All right, well, it's time to get into part of the show. You know what time it is, right, guys? Pick, Pick of the, the week. week. <laughs> <laughs> Every single week. There is that latency. <laughs> and it's terrible. I promise on my end, it was like, 
man, I nailed it. All three of us at the same time. Just like when you and I uh, off recording one time sang uh, the Barry Gibb thing. Uh, and then oh, we yeah. played it back and it was like not even. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounded awful. Yeah. In person, we are like together. But yeah. yeah. That's, that's so for uh, Pick of the Week, I'm going to start it off. Uh, so I actually uh, picked up, uh, I think I said it earlier today, I had uh, pre-ordered a while back when they first announced it at E3, a new Xbox One S. Um, and to, uh, yesterday, yeah, yesterday it came out. I picked up the two terabytes that were released. And uh, I got to say, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. The biggest reason is, is because... The great games? Well, not really that. It's, <laughs> it's for the fact that I have had a 4K TV, but I haven't had anything other than the built-in apps of the 4K TV that could display 4K content. Um, so now, um, you know, when the, when the game, any, I think any Xbox one game will upscale to 4k, but there are, are also going to be games coming out that are optimized for 4k and also HDR. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I also picked up Batman versus Superman and ultra 4k, which looks phenomenal. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's just, it's great to have an Xbox back. Uh, like I said, I think I'm going to stick with my Gamefly subscription, um, and just continue to try different Xbox games out and see what I like. Because um, I've been away from my Xbox for a while, I'll be honest. Uh, I kind of want to go back and get the new Halo. Never played it. Um, so I think that may be a good start. It, it goes on sale a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, check every Monday. And I'm really looking forward to Forza Horizon 3. Like, that's the game, uh, one of the biggest games I'm looking forward to. And uh, Sea of Thieves. So, oh, God. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's, it's weird because I've always been... And I, I'm still going to be the biggest PlayStation 4 fan, but uh, I think the Xbox One has kind of reinvigorated a little bit of my Xbox love, so I'm kind of excited to get get back into that. So, all right, Justin, over to you. I talked about it earlier uh, in the uh, episode. Batman Realm of Shadows uh, came out this week, and I got to say, it's really good. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> So I just want to say the reason that Justin is struggling oh, is geez. while I was talking, Maxwell changed the 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 show notes for Justin's pick of the week to be Batman Anal Realm of Shadows, and Justin just now read that and it threw him off. So. Yeah, I did. Also, I'm looking at Nat Maxwell's pick. Uh, no spoilers. Oh yeah, we'll save that for his pick. Yeah, you're right. I was about to give away his pick. My bad. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Maxwell and listeners. Yeah, that's all right. Anyway, Batman Anal Realm of Shadows is <laughs> that was intentional. It's uh it's it's good. It's really good. Um a little different from the previous Telltale games where, you know, it's definitely more they're all story driven games, but this one more so. It kinda expedites things and kinda holds your hand, I felt like anyway. Uh just kinda get you to the point in it, but also felt much more like a movie. It it felt like a Batman movie, like I was watching one, not Batman vs. Superman, obviously, because I still haven't seen it, but um, it was really good. It was really fun. And for five bucks, you know, it's hard not to recommend. I got to ask. Um, so I know that they were supposed to use their new in-game graphics engine. Is that something you can kind of tell? Honestly, no. I mean, Steam customers can't tell because no, it's tell. too buggy. But what about you? Honestly, no, not really. Um, it may It's less glitchy. Okay. That might be. But as far as graphical improvements, not really, no. Okay. All right. All right, Maxwell. What about you? Uh, my choice was, uh, something we mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, Jessica Jones. And as I was noticing, and before I made Justin's note changes, uh, somebody changed to, to Jessica Bones. So I added onto that, uh, Justin's mom. Jessica Bones, Justin's mom. That's yeah. odd because my sister's name is Jessica. 
So in a way, oh, that's, that's really messed up. Like I'm <laughs> not, I'm not enjoying this up. segment yeah. hey, at all. Keep it in the family. Oh. Yep. Uh, but no, Jessica Jones is uh, it's a really good show. And uh, you know, Travis, it's it's my fault for not list, uh, listening to you early into this podcast when we were all here talking about it together um, and picking it up because that's kind of the point of the show is we want to get people interested in stuff. So we bring it up. And yet, uh, you know, I couldn't even listen to kind of like all friend. those things that we recommend to Justin and he never does. Yeah, Mr. like Robot, he goes right? out and actually buys. Play, no, not yet. Okay. I, I told him during our our break that uh, by the time he watches Batman versus <laughs> Superman, we can't talk about it anymore because we have talked about it too much. Yeah, uh, well, that's that, so his that, opinion is just that ship has sailed. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna just talk about it nonstop next week. Just. Yep. Like 30 minutes of the show will be me talking about that. Yeah. I will not allow you to talk about it anymore. You are not my mom, no matter how many times you've been with her. So you can't order me around. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't even have to make mom jokes anymore. Just you'll do it yourself. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. All right. And that does it for us this week on this episode of Nerds with Mike, episode 14. We got another one down in the books, guys. Oh, wow. We're almost to 20. Yep. What do you think of that? It's, I didn't think we'd make it past two. Yep, no. I didn't think you'd make it past two, yeah. Uh, so guys, make sure you come back and listen as often as you can, and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, and also make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, and all links uh, will be found in the show notes, which will be on nerdsofmikes.com. Uh, also want to make sure to all the listeners, make sure that you send in and write in any questions or suggestions that you have. Uh, or if you listen to this episode and you also want to add any input, uh, feel free to let us know. Uh, we also want to thank our sponsor Gamefly for being a great sponsor and a great service for, for us and our listeners. And then also, uh, don't forget, we also have a store to buy things like shirts and hats and things like that. And we just sold our first t-shirt. It's our second, but yeah. Oh, our second. Yeah. Is that counting yourself? No. Oh, we've sold two shirts? That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, so make sure that... we don't really promote the store that much. Yeah, so make sure that you go check out our store if you haven't already. Uh, We need to make sure... I want a Nerds with Mike toboggan. Can we get that on there? Because it's not on there. We can try. Yeah, I want a toboggan. Maxwell would wear a toboggan. Uh, Nope, I never wear a hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you There's don't. There's no reason to wear a tobacco. Yeah. A sun hat. I'll get a nurse with Mike's sun hat. Oh, a visor. <laughs> Let your hair no, stick like up. A old lady's sun hat. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going to get you a nurse with Mike fanny pack. That's a great idea. Yeah, actually, an umbrella would be great. Yeah. Because I'm, it rains like every day here. What for about like 10 minutes and it's done. Under my umbrella. Ella. Hey. Uh, yeah. It's too much Rihanna no. for this episode. Ella. 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 So, hey. Um, <laughs> hey. Here's the thing. For the listeners, the fans... Uh, the not fans. Maxwell's quitting. Um, what? I said Maxwell's quitting. Um, no, if you subscribe and all that stuff, that's great. And we really appreciate it. Uh, do us the biggest favor ever though, aside from, you know, game flying all that jazz, uh, share us. Yeah. Share us on your page. Tweet us back out. Um, you know, if you like one of our clips or something, just, Share it out because the biggest thing right now that we can take advantage of with you guys uh, um, is just spreading the word. 
Exactly. That make sure that you leave us uh, leave us reviews, especially on iTunes, because the more reviews we get, uh, the higher we get up in the list for to be able to be seen by other people that want to check out our podcast so. and subscriptions. I found out that actually does play a big part too, like subscribing to the yeah, actual that, podcast. Yeah, press a button to do that. Yeah, so we would appreciate all the help we can get. And if there's anything else that we can do for you guys, feel free to let us know. And I, I do want to point out that we do not have 100 reviews yet, but I think everyone knows what happens when we get there. Travis, you want to tell us? Tell the listeners. Free puppies. Yeah. <laughs> Sweater puppies. Am I right? Oh no. No, guess not. No. All right, guys. Well, this does it. Thanks <laughs> for coming by, and let's get this show started. Boo boo boo. Well, that does it for this episode of Nerds with Mics. Uh, come back often and feel free. <laughs> that, we really gotta change that. We really gotta change that wording. Come back come often. Come back often. That is just really strange. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> a quick little break for a second. Um, and during that break, Travis, you said you don't believe a woman should ever be president. What did you mean by that? Well, I did not say that. <laughs> that. <laughs> I did not say that. The break that we actually took was because I had to poop. We'll just cut all that out. It's going to be bad. No, that part's funny. Okay. Oh, we still- <laughs> Let it go. I mean. Well, that was all, folks. <laughs> Read the. Let's just start over. Hang on. Gosh. <laughs>